following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. The following episode of the Section 6 WrestleCast is sponsored by Sammy Joe McCoy, licensed real estate salesperson. Sammy Joe has been around Section 6 Wrestling for many years. Her husband coaching at Niagara Falls Powercats as well as Niagara Falls High School and her sons, Donnie and Josh, coming through both programs as well. Now, with the housing market the way that it is, I'm sure many people looking to sell, buy, and at least list their homes, make sure you go and check out Sammy Joe McCoy. Give her a call today, 716-266-9913 for all of your real estate needs. That is 716-266-9913. Go support her as she has supported this show. Thank you, Sammy Joe McCoy. Let's get on with the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Section 6 WrestleCast. You're on for Section 6 Wrestling Talk right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, your host, and I'm excited to get back in the swing of things. We're almost at wrestling time, everybody. And, uh, it, yeah, wrestling season's just around the corner. I believe practice starts next week, two weeks, something like that. But uh, kids' clubs, all that stuff getting underway. And I am absolutely honored. This gentleman has been a, a longtime listener, from what I understand, uh, of the show. He reached out to me about possibly coming on, and I was like, yep, I, I want guests. I've had so many cancellations that when, as soon as somebody says, hey, I want to come on, it's, 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 it's an easy yes. Uh, everybody, please welcome uh, Mike Sanders, the assistant coach of Albion and the head coach of the youth program. Correct. Right? Yep. Has I got to nail that? Yep. Okay. Thank you. Well, yep. welcome, man. How are you doing? Doing, uh, doing well. How you, uh, you excited? I mean, the wrestling season's almost really, I mean, you got started this week. Right, yeah, no, I'm, I've am i been itching, uh, my, our kids club got started this week, so life got really busy, and then in uh, two weeks here, when we start up the high school season on the 15th, it's going to be... It is the pr- longest pretty, pretty much wrestling. ever. <laughs> right? It's going to be school, wrestling practice at high school, and then kids club till about 8, 30, 9 o'clock at night. <sighs> yeah, man, good for you. Good for you. It, it's exciting, though, especially coming off of the COVID year that we had. Um, you know, this past year where it was so shortened, we didn't know when we were getting started. And, and obviously, yeah, just very, very condensed, chaotic at, at times, most certainly. Um, it is kind of cool to know that maybe, maybe it is going to be stretched out. Get a get back into rhythm, so to speak, as to how wrestling season should be. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully there's some uh, some normalcy with it. I mean, with the condensed season, I remember doing a lot of the teaching. It was, hey, it's going to come hard and fast because, you know, I mean, at Albion, we have a lot of good kids, but they're not. They're not year-round wrestlers. They didn't right. grow up wrestling. So, you know, we're doing a lot of basic teaching. Um, even some of our varsity kids, that they're just at the weight that's open in the lineup, and it's like it's going to come quick and fast. And, and then with the schedule that we were dealt with the Super <laughs> League, it was even a little, a little tougher for some of them. Quite the, yeah, I mean, you guys are wrestling, right? Two meets a week, and then uh, they did like the little battle royals on weekends. And I, we didn't do any of the – Oh, you didn't do any of the weekend no, stuff? No, It's a lot. It, it, it's excuse me, completely understandable, too, so – um, but yeah, I mean, you guys are staying busy. It was really cool. I was just telling you before we went on air, it was really cool for me because being from Niagara Falls, uh, we didn't get to see Albion all that much. Uh, and, and obviously geographically, it just, it makes sense. We're in the same section, but, uh, we just don't get to see each other. So for me to actually get to watch, sit and watch like a Niagara Falls versus Albion dual meet. Um, and I, unfor- you know, unfortunately for your guys sake, the score didn't go your way, but it was just cool for me to kind of see Albion and, and where this program really is, you know, at my senior year, my, uh, my my wrestling partner Kenny Hamilton, he wrestled 
uh, I believe his name was Mike Blank from he was from Albion, 189 pounder. They wrestled in the sectional finals, and that was the only time we've seen anybody from Albion uh, that entire season. So um, it, it is really cool. So let's talk. Let's start with youth club. Um, numbers looking really really good. What's uh, what, yeah, we have about uh, sixty kids That's signed phenomenal. up so far, and I've, I've I've had parents in the last this last few days actually three or four say, "Hey, do you have room? Do you have room?" And we we really don't. <laughs> and I'm like moving kids and trying to say, "Like, can I squeeze one more?" My my wife actually she's like, "Just stop, just not." <laughs> but I don't want to one because selfishly I want to build the program up because I know attrition is going to take its toll. Yeah. But also I don't want to turn any kid away ever from the sport of wrestling. Especially right. That's I think that's the most important thing for me too because you know numbers have kind of dipped across the state as far as wrestling goes and. We all know, you know, from a public perspective, it's not the most flattering sport, right? A lot of kids would rather go play the basketballs or, or something like that. So you don't want to be that guy that, or person to just turn yeah. bodies away. I mean, that and, uh, like, I, you know, I first started it, you know, our club, you know, pre-COVID, I guess, right, that year pre-COVID. Yeah. Um, I think I had 44 kids that came out in our first year of doing the club, but I was at the football practices actually, like, putting a Just table recruiting up. recruiting and stuff? You know, I had my table up, my tent up, and I'm walking out handing flyers, talking to parents, and uh, I remember one mom in particular, and she wasn't the only one, but she's just my example because she's my, my picture in my brain when I think <laughs> about it. I don't know. He, he could get hurt. And I looked at her, and I said, listen, all due respect, ma'am, my wife did not want my son to play football. She was okay with him wrestling from four years old on. Yeah. He's, I think he was nine at the time, eight at the time, and she was like, I don't want her to play, you know, hit the head. I told her, I said, you know, you can't stop somebody in football from getting hit in the head. You That's can't true. stop a, a head to the knee and wrestling the refs right there. It is super safe. You know? And you can learn you can learn to really defend yourself, too. Right. No blindside stuff, any of that. Well, and the kid's with me now, uh, three years now in the club, and he's got his own wrestling mat in the basement. So That's awesome. <laughs> I think that's, I won that one. <laughs> I, I would definitely say you do that. See, that's a good coach right there. That's how you got to do it. No, it's awesome. I mean, 60, 60 uh, kids coming into your, your program is, is phenomenal. Now, are, to your knowledge, are these all Albion you know, school district residents, or are you getting some from other, other areas? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's basically pre-K to 6 uh, grade. Um, and I think out of the 60 kids, I want to say 52 are Albion. Okay. We have eight kids who are from a neighboring district. A couple who are kind of on the line. I keep telling their their parents, like, eh, you should be wearing a different color. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I, I was that kid, though, growing up. I, you know, I, when I grew up wrestling, Albion didn't have a youth club, and I wrestled for uh, John Grillo at okay. Holly for his kids' club, and then Ralph Perigo was the Kendall youth coach okay. um, for a long time. And I grew up wrestling in those clubs, and that's where I learned it. And, you know, without another program and another school will take me on. I wouldn't have been in the sport. Right. It's, it, it is important for that, you know, to, to, cause everything's, I don't know, for, from my perspective, everything seems just so spread out over your guys. ways. I, I think they're like, it doesn't uh, new fan, I believe has a club. Yep. If yep. I'm not mistaken. What about Medina? Medina has one. Um, Lindenville has one. Okay. So there are options out there, but it, I mean, obviously you want your own, you want to home grow. Right. You know, it's, it's, that's the selfish part of, and that's, I think that's probably the wrestler, the competitor. And for you, sure. it's like, I want to, I want to grow it with an but I'm never going to turn a kid away. Right. And you know, if they're at a neighboring school, like I was, <laughs> Hey, we'll see you in the, you know, dual meet or a tournament and we'll have some fun with it. For sure. Right. It's, it's a good, it's, it's a good camaraderie thing. We can kind of mix and match, but but yeah, I mean that, that's it's such a a lost art. I mean, I know there's a lot of different there's a lot of various youth programs, but it's so important it, from my perspective, and obviously yours. For I mean, you are you know, coaching at the high school, and you are investing time in the youth program because you take a lot of pride in Albion mm-hmm. and, and the sport, and you want to keep developing. You don't want to just you know sit there and watch a, a, a school like Medina, who's a division rival, 
um, or a new Fane, who's a division rival, just loading up, loading up, loading up, grooming kids for the future. And you're kind of sitting there just like, okay, well, I hope we get kids this year. Right. I've seen it happen far too many times. And, you know, in obviously the last decade or so, a lot of programs have died because they haven't been able to fill rosters. I mean, I, I mean, I, throughout my entire high school tenure, Ken Maurice had a program. They can fill a lineup, and now, you know, towards the, towards the end, it just wasn't very good. So, yeah, I, and, and not just to pick on Ken Maurice, but there's a ton of schools across Western New York and the state, for that matter, who've experienced that problem. Yeah, I mean, it, I... It's 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 you know I don't want to get to that situation obviously right. but it's also frustrating you know when you're you start a high school season up and you're teaching like okay this is the wrestling mat here's what we you know this is why the circle exists you know here's a stand starting fresh every right, with, right every year it seems that we're you know that we would be doing that or at least to some degree you know you always want to say well we have like a JV and a varsity room so you can kind of have a separation but when the majority don't know even even your wrestlers who've been there for a couple of years you know I tell my kids club. You're, it takes you four years just to learn the sport, and that's not even be good at it. That's For just sure. to learn the sport, and then it takes you a few more to actually start. Unless you're the exception to the rule, right? There's always those kids, yeah, to actually start being a you know quality wrestler who's going to be consistently at the top of the podium. And so, you know, the selfishly, the club will let me kind of develop those where I can have a JV varsity type room where it's hey, we're going to hit the ground and just go day one for varsity. Or, yeah, you know, you still get your kids. Whose parents may not get them out for the club, who are going to come out and modified JV, say, hey, I, I want to be a part of something. And, you know, they, they may be great wrestlers. Some of my best wrestlers have, have done that, you know, but it's few and far between. Right. No, for sure. Yeah, yeah there's, there's, you're not always going to get those lifers, uh, you know, unfortunately. But yeah, I think the kids, the, the kids program, it, you know, is a really good way to, to develop that, to get those habits going early. So, like you say, you just kind of come in and get the work and, Man, those teams who just reload, you know, the Niagara Wheatfields, the Fredonias, the Pioneers. Uh, and, I mean, of course, I'm going to give Niagara Falls credit. Uh, they have an advantage, and it's an advantage because they're just kind of going right into the swing of things. 100%. So, um, so that's awesome to hear that Albion's doing that. Now, uh, do you guys have a lot of – when it comes to recruiting, you, you, you did say before that you guys are usually pretty good about filling a roster, filling yeah. a lineup and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure we're – I guess the student population, the athletic population that Albion goes to, but is there like a competition? Do you have to really pull kids away from other sports? Is it an issue where people are like, uh, I don't know if I want to wrestle, I want to go do swimming or something? Do you have that issue at all? Not really. Um, you know, I mean, our winter sports, their options are either uh, basketball, wrestling, or swimming. Right. Um, you know, if you're not a swimmer, well, obviously you're not going for that. And then there's an athletic and a being cut standpoint from basketball, whereas wrestling, you know, we're going to welcome and keep ball as long as they're willing to work and stay. For sure. So not typically. Usually, you know, we struggle with um, you know, our, our head coach is a JV football coach, so he'll always tell – and he teaches in the middle school, so he'll see kids. Oh, that's perfect. It, and he'll say – say it with me. Football, <laughs> wrestling, track. Yes, sir. And, you know, he tries to, <laughs> to kind of brainwash them almost to, to, to following. And, and it works a lot of the times. That's why numbers are usually good. Right. Because um, he does uh, health, sixth and eighth grade, so he sees the kids – a couple times, and he'll get them to come out. That's smart. Um, so it helps it helps get kids out so we can have, you know, I think traditionally we probably have 30 to 40 kids. Last year was a little different, you know, especially with multiple sports and some kids. Of so course. Like, eh, I just don't want to do too much, two sports at once. Yeah. And I almost gave them an excuse. Um, so we For were down to around 2025, which still isn't terrible, but, you know. No, like I said, you guys, I mean, you guys were, you guys filled the lineup. You came to Niagara Falls, and you had a, you had a full lineup ready to go. I think we wrestled a couple exhibition matches on the side, and, it was just, uh, it, yeah, it was, it was, it was cool to see. That was certainly cool to see. Uh, 
What's it? I mean, what's it like being? We're going to get to your high school career and, and college career, but what's it like to kind of come back to Albion and and just just be? I guess I mean, definitely be a leader in the wrestling community, giving back uh, to, to to future generations of Albion wrestlers. I mean, originally I didn't know if I ever wanted to wanted to come back. Really? <laughs> um, I mean, when I when I first I remember graduating high school was I wanted to get back, but then you know I, I actually I moved to Florida shortly after I graduated college. I got married and my wife and I we moved and. We slowly started moving back to New York. It was about four or five years Everybody in Florida. Everybody always comes back. Four to five years in Virginia, <laughs> and then we made our way back. And I mean, you know, when I actually the head coach, he, I was teaching in Virginia. Um, and we started school like August twelfth or something. Okay. And about it had to be like two days after we started the school year. I mean, second day of classes, I get a message. He's like, "Hey, there's an English position that's going to be opening at the school." Are you interested? And I had interviewed the previous year at different schools in New York, like Batavia, Wheatland, Chilai. To get back up here, sure. And I was like, "Oh man, what bad timing!" <laughs> and and ended up getting the job, and it was a chaotic year. Because um, I actually I moved up with a couple of my kids, and my wife stayed in Virginia until we could fully transition together up. Um, but it was kind of surreal at first. It was like, "Man, it's been a while." Because it was right. by fifteen years, right? So times have changed, people have changed, and some of them have not. Then they have <laughs> you know, some yeah. of the same teachers I had were still there, and um, <laughs> you know, but it, you know. It, and it's weird a little bit because I used to come back as like a guest when I was on break, and you know they didn't, coach would introduce me, right? And now it's like those stories that he would tell. He's like, "Oh, that that's you." Yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. me." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, I, got, I don't, I'm not a big person to like want to talk about myself to the kids. Like, you know, I'm like, I, in my in my vantage point, you know, it's like I didn't do what I think I could have done. Right. But that's all. I think that's most wrestlers as they age and coach. Oh, for more, sure, man. I get one year I coached at Louport, and I was just like. Oh my god! If I if if I if I knew this back then, how yep. much better would have my, my my high school wrestling career would have been? Yeah, I always tell them I, I would never take anything away because I'm the person I am today because of what I've experienced. I said, but from a wrestling standpoint, I wish I had somebody that was like me in my ear. And there's no disrespect to any of my coaches. Sure, they weren't like I wouldn't say true wrestling like mind people. They wrestled and they coached, but they weren't. You know, like I would consider myself like I'm a wrestling junkie. I. You know, oh yeah, you when I do my over. kids club, I tell my coaches, "If you want to get involved, it's year round for me, buddy. Like we're gonna, it's a lifestyle. I'm gonna be texting you throughout the year, whether it's for fundraisers or camps or whatever. That's good. We need a lot more energy like that. That's it's that's so good for the area. It really is, and yeah, it's a good thing for for Albion. So, um, so yeah, so that's great to hear that your numbers are solid for youth club. Like I said, it's 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 always tough. I mean, it's tough at the high school level, but I can imagine just I mean the the. You know, an, an introduction, an overall introduction to the sport is is you know getting get people to come in, recruit them, um, and just just be consistent. I, I coached at the youth club. I did coach at Louport's youth club for a couple of years when I was in high school, and uh, it, you got to have a lot of patience. That's <laughs> that's for oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, we we had an interesting. I mean, our first year doing the club, like I said, we had forty four kids. I think come out in total. I think we lost four, but then gained four in the first couple months. Yeah. We were actually in the cafeteria. We had we have the old school mats at Albion, so not the you know little res lights you can roll up in two seconds. Oh yeah, those are and uh, my our superintendent at the time said, "Well, there's really no space uh, for you to. You can't use the gym because of basketball." So we had to clear the cafeteria of uh, 15 tables and 90 chairs out, roll the mats in, put them back away, put everything back you know in the, the, way the way it was for so we did two days a week, and it was a pain. I mean, I wouldn't get out to nine nine fifteen at night. That's a lot, and. Yeah. Uh, and it was kind of like, well, I'm going to take what I can get to get it going. Yeah. And I remember one of the parents uh, of one of the kids, and he was like, this will be your, probably your best year. Numbers will start dipping. And so when I saw him this year at registrations. I said, hey, you are my motivation. You know that. 
And he's like, what do you mean? I go, you told me I would never get over my number. I started dipping, and I took it as a challenge of, no, I'm going over 50 then. I mean, but we had to get, to, in part to do that, we had to get creative last year with COVID because right. we couldn't go into schools. There's not a lot of places in Albion. Um, and if there are places, it's usually they're run down or not usable. We didn't have a mat. And so um, one of my COVID projects, the year we shut down um, after the, fortunately we got done with the state tournament. Right. Was to turn my res- my garage into a wrestling room. So oh, I, I ran it. my kids' club five days a week out of my garage, two groups, and I have like eight to ten kids in each group. No kidding. And it was like, if, and I go, if I don't do this, not that I wanted to, but if I don't do this, all those kids that would want to wrestle are going to forget or not come back out. Correct. It's gone. And I had about 35 kids that would come out, and we rotated, like I said, two groups each day of the week. That's awesome. Um, and we would do like a live wrestling only on Friday where they could just kind of scrap and have some fun. Yeah. And it was we did it for two months straight, and it was it was I'd, I'd leave school, come home, turn the heater on, go get a bite to eat real quick, and I'm in the garage <laughs> from five to nine o'clock at night. And then it was every night. I was glad when it was done. Oh, I'm sure. Um, but but obviously yeah. worth it. I mean, it's right. it definitely definitely worth it. That's that that's the that's the important thing. It I mean, it's a lot. You're inviting people to your home, right? This is your well, sanct your sanctum. And I wouldn't have done it if I didn't have. I mean, I have uh, five other coaches in the past two years that have been with me. And this year we've added a couple more, so now we have like seven or eight coaches right. that are. And I and I tell them like, listen, I, I expect you that you know we're gonna have a, a group text and we're gonna we're gonna communicate often about this <laughs> stuff because you know, I want you to be in on it. Um, you know, we we put ground rules in place. Like typically we don't have coaches coach their kid. Yeah, that's fair. I said keep dad dad and keep coach coach, and some of them figure that. I mean, that's part of that was oh, some of them learned the I hard way. The first everywhere year was like. This. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd even say I struggle with that. Like I said, if you can't be, if you can't coach your kid and just clap and give a thumbs up, you right. prefer, and you know, because it's hard for a lot of the little kids um, to distinguish is this dad yelling at or yelling to, and they can't, so they just melt down and they're not thinking. Yeah, you know, I've I, seen that happen a, a lot, uh, tons of times at tournaments, in practices, and it's disheartening. It, yep. it really is getting pushed too hard. You know, obviously you want to push them to be the best, but there's a certain way to do it. Yeah, and I, I still I struggle at times. You know, and I have to like walk myself back, or sometimes I have to walk away and then go back and apologize and be like, "All right, buddy." Yeah, because yeah. you know, my 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 oldest boy, he's now in sixth grade, so he'll be getting ready to get in the school scene, and he and he, he works his butt off. But you know, it's like I know what I think he can do. <laughs> so sometimes. <laughs> Dad comes out and not coach, and it's like you wouldn't do that to another kid. Right, you wouldn't have looked that way. You said something like that, and so I have to kind of walk it back and apologize. But it's it's struggle relatable. No, <laughs> I, I I've seen it a few times. One of my favorites, a good friend of mine, Joe Hooley, he used to coach at uh, North Tonawanda, but his son wrestled for him at at NT, and uh, he used to get so worked up. But eventually, they came into an agreement that. Whenever his son was wrestling, he would leave the gym. <laughs> he just wouldn't watch. No, no, no lie. When he was, I want to say, seven, we went with him in Virginia. Um, I didn't coach him for probably a year and a half or so, and I would stand three mats away. Right. And I, I and that's my running joke with my coaches when I'm saying, hey, if you want to coach your kid, go three mats down and start coaching <laughs> the other end of the gym. And they look at me and I go, yeah, you look like an idiot, but guess what? Your kid's going to love you in the end because of it. For so sure. It's worth it. For sure. No, it does. It, it, it does. It, that bond is you got to protect that, uh, especially when it comes to wrestling. Because, I mean, it does get crazy. It does get crazy. Yeah. It's, it's an emotional sport. I mean, it's, it's just you. Right. You know, like my kid, it's, it's funny. And, and, you know, he plays football and baseball. And if they lose in a playoff game or whatever, he's, he doesn't get too worked up over it. But if it's a wrestling match, you know, it's, I'm like, part of that is because of the wrestling. Like, it's different when it's on you. When it's a team, he feels a little different. For sure. And so when that parent's coaching, like, they know, like, they're disappointing you almost, you know, and it's like, no, they did their best. 
you know. Yeah, you got to be encouraging with that. So, no, that's good. We need more. Definitely need more coaches like that who kind of respect that that that, that fine line. Uh, but let's get into your career because. Uh, well, first and foremost, what really got you into the sport of wrestling? It's like I said, it's it's, it's not one you grow up watching on TV and you're no. like, man, I want to be a, you know, I want to be a, a wrestler someday. Yeah. What, what what was your introduction to it? Well, it wasn't my wasn't my dad. He okay. was a, he was a swimmer and a runner. Okay, so he was like the opposite. Um, but my my one of my older cousins, who's actually going to help us out in our kids club now, um, he wrestled at the high school, and I remember going and watching. I think a, we were hosting maybe a sectional tournament or something, a okay. class tournament. I think it was one of the class tournaments, and he was in it, and I think. That kind of got it. My dad was like, hey, would you like to do this? And then I, you know, when I was a kid, I, I took a lot of uh, a lot of beatings uh, from a lot of kids all the way pretty much through sixth grade. You know, I used to, and I actually used it as a coaching point to many of my parents of, like, how youth, you know, success or failure does not equate to high school success or for failure. For sure, yeah. My brother was a folk-style state champ, freestyle, Greco, like, as a kid, and I, that was not me. I was... You know, I wrestled. I wrestled tough kids. You know, I wrestled. I grew up wrestling Andrew Grillo, Gregor Gillespie, Nate Patterson, oh, Gillespie. Oh my god, um, <laughs> the Borsh, Jason Borsh. Uh, right, right. You know, tough dudes at all all around. Mark Thomas. Yep. You know, oh, yeah. Falls. Um, oh yeah. Marky Thomas. Man. Yep. Lauren Great McCollum. low ankle. He had like a sick like low ankle like just pick, and I'm just like he's so quick. And I used to I used to get just I mean tack pin just just beat mercilessly by yeah. them. It's a good and way then, to learn. And then good way to learn. I don't know what happened. It was like seventh grade happened, and I was wrestling modified, which our modified's not you know nothing to speak of. I had a great year that year, and they brought me up on varsity because I wasn't I didn't weigh enough in seventh grade. I was like seventy eight pounds soaking wet. Okay, and I think I weighed like ninety two, ninety three in eighth grade. And it what was, they have ninety six uh, back? They have ninety six yep, back then. Yeah, yep. it was ninety six. So I, I I could make the minimum because I think you had to weigh eighty eight. And I was like ninety two, ninety three when season started. And then all those guys I'm beating all of a sudden they're like, what happened? And I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't like losing and I got better. Like, right. But and I and I tell my, you know, parents like, you know, we focus a lot on basics and and uh you know, like my, I laugh cuz my kid like we went to a the thing this past year and uh an off-season club. And they said, "Okay, we're going to do uh, situation wrestling." All right. Started in a headlock on the mat and my kid's looking and he's been wrestling since 5 years old. He's like, "What's that?" <laughs> he has he had zero clue. Right. And I look like a coach. We don't teach you at the club. We work on offensive leg attacks constantly yeah and uh and i tell parents like you know they may fail a whole bunch but they'll figure it out and i said i kind of use my like that was me like i failed a ton and eventually i figured it out you know but it's that i didn't you know my parents didn't let me quit one but i also say you know practices were fun right i remember being going to tournaments with my buddies you know tournament of champions even if i'm gonna get a whooping you know, going there with my buddies, having fun in the hotel. It's one in Ohio, right? Yep. Oh, yep. Columbus, beautiful, beautiful tournament. Yeah, you know, all <laughs> all around the state, all around the area. Yeah, it was, just, it was fun with my friends more so, but I didn't like losing, so you know, I just kept working, and eventually you get better. Right, right. So you, you were definitely a year rounder, right? What, what what would a typical like year of wrestling? It was, be I mean, for it was you? it was it was really different back then. It's it's crazy how much. It has changed. Like, I remember, you know, we'd start up our season now, and we would do folk style pretty much through the high school season. And then, and this is as a, as a youth, then we would do freestyle Greco from, I want to say, somewhere at the start of March through June. Right. And then, you know, you get your summer months off. And I still would do other sports, you know, at that point. And even in high school, it was kind of the same. Like, I would do off-season club through the school year, but then I wouldn't really wrestle in the summer. I mean, a couple of times I went to the Thousand Island Duels when they started up. But, oh, those were a good time. Those were a good time. But, you know, that was that was relatively new when I think it was my junior year maybe it was the first time. Okay. Yeah. 
All right, so you broke out ninety nine two thousand. That's that's what I'm gathering here, right? Yeah, that's yeah, when that you, was uh, eighth grade. Eighth grade for you. Yeah. Okay, let's look at your ninety nine two thousand season. Fourth place at, uh, at, uh, at I think it's N Triple C. Uh, third place at the Sweet Home Invitational. You won the Salamanca tournament. And you won the Niagara Orleans All League Wrestling Champion. I love that you guys do a league tournament. I wish I, I wish NFL did that. Um, they used to, I think. It was a, back in our, the day, and our league was a little bigger back then. Now it's who else was in there. Um, so Starpoint was in there. Starpoint was in Niagara Orleans. Yep. Okay. Um, Barker, Royhart were separated. Okay. So, oh yeah, that is true. That is true. And we had our Medina, Wilson, Akron, like we still have. Yeah. You know, so, but. I always loved it. I when when they did the Super League this, year, I used to suggest this to Coach uh, Izzy Martinez. I don't know if you remember him at all, but he was my head coach uh, at Niagara Falls. But I was like, man, you know, how cool would it be if like Niagara Falls and Niagara Orleans did like a like a a tournament like right. the yep. ECIC does their massive tournament. Why doesn't NFL and, and Niagara Orleans do something? And then obviously the Super League was kind of like that this year. So that was uh, so that was pretty neat to see. Um, let's see, you took second at the Triple A Wrestling Championships, and then you took second at Sectionals. Yep, your eighth grade year. That's incredible. Um, let's see. Off of the same kid twice. <laughs> same kid twice. Yeah. Let's see. Iroquois. Jordan McGuire, Iroquois. Yeah. Okay. Talk about talk about those battles. I mean, what would you? I mean, your eighth grade year, and this is, um, is this your first year wrestling? Period. Right. This isn't your first. No, year no, wrestling no. Period. I, I, yeah, I you did club. Yeah, I wrestled. Okay. I was six years old. On, okay. So this was my first year varsity. Okay. I just wanted. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to clarify that. Yeah. Um. What was? I mean, your eighth grade year. I know. It was, I mean, not to put a date on you, but it was a while ago. Uh. <laughs> You know, just what it was, what was that experience like? You know, you're competing on. I mean, sectionals were a big, big, big deal um, yeah. back then. I, I felt like there was a lot more pride being a sectional champ competing at that tournament mm-hmm. back then. But um, you know, what was it? What was it like for you back in your eighth grade year? I mean, I don't remember a whole bunch of it. There are like, you know, obviously there's, there's like a memory here, a memory for there sure. that you remember. Like one of my first memories, I can and I, I could kind of hear the conversation was actually at the NCCC tournament, and I remember going and looking at the brackets, and I don't know if that was the first time. I think it was my first time because uh, it was my first like varsity tournament. So I think I did a JV one as my first tournament, um, my eighth grade year. For sure, right. And so that I did that was my first varsity one. I remember looking at the bracket and I didn't probably understand even how it worked. And my dad's going through the seating and I'm not seated because I was nobody. And uh, you know, I didn't even probably know what it meant. He was like, "Oh, you're the sleeper." I'm like, <laughs> "What's that mean?" And he's like, "Nobody knows you. You're gonna you're gonna make some noise." And then I ended up taking fourth place, you know, losing a couple close matches in there. And I was like, oh, okay. And then it, it, it kind of went from there, you know. And, I mean, that was one of my most vivid memories, though, of like, okay. But, you know, um, but Jordan, Jordan was, I, you know, I, I battled with him. I think I lost him at AAA class, at the class tournament, and then the next week in the finals as well. Um, going into Supers, I, I, you know, because how the seeding was going to go, if you, if I took second at AAA, that means I was I was split from Jordan on the bracket, right? Because there's no seating, and then I would have another class winner because there were, you know, we were one, we were, one, the, we, they, we were one division, so you had, oh, yeah, so right. you had different classes, and they would go first, second, third, fourth, first, second, third, fourth, and they have the formula: the first versus fourth, second versus third, and so I was going to wrestle another uh, class winner, okay? Who was I think I I think back then by the rankings he was supposed to beat me. 
And someone was like, how'd you beat him? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't like losing, man. Like, I wrestled. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like at the, and at that point, I don't think I knew a whole bunch of, like, you know, there was no, like, internet. Well, there was internet, but not, like, you'd look up. Like you'd look at a newspaper to see who was where, like, who was right, the right. mentioned. <laughs> good so old remember, days, man. I remember good looking at me like, am I, am I even mentioned yet? No? Okay. <laughs> it was a good feeling. That, always a good feeling that first time you've seen yourself in the paper. That's for sure. Um, so yeah, so, um, so you come back your second year. So, I mean, a pretty, obviously a very, very solid, uh, you know, first run, uh, your second year. So this is your freshman year, third place at the Attica Blue Devil Classic. Then you take uh six at, uh, C, second at the Joe Shiflet. You win Salamanca, you win the Niagara Leans League, uh, second at sectional or excuse me, class three, a, and then, uh, and then, and second at sectionals, uh, this time, damn it, Dinah Mustangs. J.R. Roberts. Well, no, I think. Oh no, wait, I'm sorry, Justin Hartway. Hartway. My yeah. apologies. J.R. was there. <laughs> J.R. was. Um, and he's 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 a weight class after. My apologies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was probably it, that's one of the years that actually sticks out in my head. You know, when I when I think back of like okay, the years that I probably should have gone to the state tournament more. Right. You know, my eighth grade year, I, I, I Jordan was the better wrestler than me for sure. My ninth grade year, that one, um, actually I lost. There was a, a kid named Joe Sites from Sweet Home. Uh, and he was a stud. I think he was probably ranked in the state. He beat me at NCCC. Okay. I ended up defaulting out to six. And I lost to him again at the Sweet Home Finals. And I think both times it was like 5-0, 5-0, 0 something like that. Like, I was, it wasn't close. Right, right. You know, he was controlling the whole match. And I, be, I ended up beating him in the uh, Section 6 state qualifying tournament in quarters. And I don't know if it was, you know, weight cut. And I caught him on that second match on the first day. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I, you know, I remember getting there and I'm, I, I I win and go to the finals, and I'm going to wrestle Hartway, who we wrestled from eighth grade through. Oh, uh, so this is a little bit of a rivalry and we, here. We, we, and we went back and forth, and it was relatively close. I wrestled him actually in the Sweet Home Semis that year, and I I think I majored him maybe. Oh, really? And I remember like, okay, I'm going to be oh, good. Man, you got this right. And I I'm sitting there getting ready to go out, and I'm a, I'm a creature of habit, like a lot of wrestlers, right? So I I'd, I'd have all my gear on, I'd walk out to the mat, take them off, take my shirt off in the corner, get ready, pull the straps up. And that year they were like, no, you're going to be ready. From the back, and they're going to announce you, you're going to run out in your singlet ready to go. Oh, they messed up your whole routine. And so that threw me off. And then I remember the sweet home coach um, coming up to me beforehand. He's like, hey, if you, uh, if you end up winning this, you're going to, you'll probably be the MOW. I'm a freshman at the time. Oh, like, don't. It was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and I look back and go, where's my coach at? He should have been telling that guy to get away from me. <laughs> yeah. Because the, the kid I beat um, from sweet home. He was the one seed, like he was seated like to win, like he was predicted he was yeah. ranked in the state, and he demo- he he majored or pinned everybody in the tournament except for the match that I beat him. Right, and so he was. I mean, maybe, maybe he had a bad match. I don't know. And you know, um, I was down. I think five zero at one point. I came back and won eight six, but because uh, that's like a vivid, you know, that's a big one, right? But I remember that moment before the finals, and I'm like, oh man. And I look back now as a coach and going, that could have been avoided, you know, right? Especially knowing that I had beat Justin a few weeks before that. And, you know, it, it is what it is, you know, and I moved on to the next year to give me motivation. <laughs> no, of course, of course. I mean, that's, it, it's, it, it is tough. You, you're, you're so close two years in a row. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, those are those losses that stick with you, and they motivate you to be a much, much better um, much better wrestler. So, uh, so, yes, this is your sophomore year we're going into. Uh, second place at Attica. We got first at the uh, Niagara Frontier League. You beat uh, Chris. I'm not going to trying to pronounce that Chachowski from Grand Island 5-1 victory there uh isn't the internet amazing that it has all this stuff oh yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh third place at the uh, sweet home tournament you win uh Niagara Orleans you win 
triple a and then uh a third place finish here at sectionals is what i'm getting you uh defeated jeremy stopa in the constellation finals uh what happened uh, what what happened with this one what what went what went wrong for you in your opinion uh in the at the section six sectionals yeah um Kevin Rosbach, he's a he was a tough, tough guy. Uh, he actually was a state runner up his senior year. Um, so I mean, he's, he was no slouch. Uh, and I didn't know much of him because he was from Cattaraugus, Little Valley. So I mean, we didn't see them. Right. You know, we're so far apart. You know, it was just one of those people like you knew, like, oh, he's ranked, he's winning a lot, he hasn't lost. So you knew it was going to be a tough match, and it was close. I mean, it was one takedown that separated us in that match. And actually, I think you'll you'll see we uh, we met the next year in the same tournament same and actually on the same exact like location in the gym too no kidding which was you know in my mind sitting there going okay we're not having a, we're not having a repeat here <laughs> i mean but uh, again i you know, I, you know from a wrestling standpoint um i look back and i was a coach and on that season and i actually i used this story last year um in our super league like when talking to the kids like how tough it's going to be you know and, and kind of the idea of like you know we need as wrestlers and just as people you need to kind of go through things you know, like, and wrestle the best and, and get better. And, and my, and actually that year, because our high school coach likes to bring up, Hey, you know, he's a, he's, he's our only five time, you know, Niagara Orleans champ. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, right. Right. And, and I mean, I wrestled Jeremy Stopa state placer, Justin Hartway state yeah. placer. So I wrestled tough kids in there. But I remember that year I was so worried going in about where JR was going to be because he was the returning state champ. Right. And I, and I knew I was going to wrestle him. And supers that year, so I was like, "Oh man, if I can uh, just avoid it until then, and get the one shot." And now, as the coach me says, "No, go wrestle him, go beat him, see what happens, right?" And then adjust from there if you have to, for sure, right? And so <laughs> I look back and go, "Like I wouldn't let my I wouldn't let my own kid do that." And uh, but I remember going in, kind of being on weight for one nineteen because that was the weight at the time, and saying, "Okay, if I have to, I'm gonna bump up to one twenty five though." And I think that's I think I went one twenty five that tournament because I because I got word that he weighed in below. But I look back going, like, why would you do that for a, for, a, for a league championship? Like, what does that mean? Right, right. You know, yeah. But that was the, you know, the younger me with not coach me in my own head. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, I know. It's, it's definitely one of those things you look back in hindsight. It's like, oh, man. Because then I never got to wrestle JR because I lose in the semis and I don't, I don't see him in the finals. And I never got that opportunity. So now it's like, well, how would well, that It's a big what if. It's a big what if yep. kind of retrospectively. Um, so, all right. So, yeah, we'll move on to your, uh, your, your junior year. All right, 2002-2003, fifth place at uh, Attica. You win at uh, C again, third place at Chiflet, second at Salamanca, first at Niagara-Orleans. Uh, you win the AAA, and uh, you are in battle with uh, Lorne McCallum. Yeah, Lorne was tough. Lorne from Lancaster. Damn Lancaster kids. I did see you, uh, what, you, you beat a Mariocker. That's pretty cool. Uh, Reese. Reese. Yep. That's pretty sweet. I know, I know those big-time guys uh, Big time guys around here. Let's see, where did you yeah, I think we wrestled a bunch in the kids' level. Okay. Too, you know, and they were part of Baguba. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember those hoodies popping up all over the place. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, again, just so damn close. And there's no wild card at this point, no. too. Yeah, so I was going to say earlier when you were like, oh, you took second at uh, sections. Oh, cool. And then you're eighth grade year, and then like, oh, again, at your freshman year. I'm like, yeah, you're I didn't mean it as like an assaulting no, thing, but it's like at the same time, it's like, man, you're so close. Yeah, like, I was, I was where are you at mentally? You more motivated than ever, or is it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, we knew no different at the time. It was always you kind of knew other states did other things, and it, Unless I, or I was like, you're going to see a theme here. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm right there every time. Right. 
because uh, I used to joke like my going into my senior like man I could be the Buffalo Bills go over four, <laughs> <laughs> even though at that point I was a, a third in there. Um, but right. it was kind of that feeling of like, oh man, this is uh, you're right there. Right. I, what do I got to do? It was right. it was it was, it was funny because it was always uh, you know, three seconds. I think starting my freshman year maybe it was or sophomore year. Like it became a tradition to kind of go out to Applebee's afterwards, and I would just like drown my sorrows in milkshakes, and I'm like, okay, season's over. This right. sucks. <laughs> like, yeah, there's no, there's no moving on. Like, post that- I could have lost to the best kid there, and he can go place in the states, and I could probably, I might be able to place, but I'll never know. You'll never know, right? Yeah, that postseason milkshake was always the best. Um, but I mean, yeah, another heartbreaker, obviously, uh, for your junior. What, what did you realize you had to do? What was the difference between your junior year? From a mental standpoint, from a from a technical, you know, technique standpoint, just who you are as a wrestler between your junior and senior year. Well, I mean, I, I remember going to um, an Edinburgh intensive wrestling camp. A bunch of Section Six guys, Kane Smith. Oh yeah, Doug, you know, yep. from Salamanca. There, yep. we were roommates there, and we were we were we wrestled on summer teams together. Um, Matt Campion, he was a state runner up uh, my senior year. A um, bunch of section, section Six kids went there, and I remember you could pay an extra whatever to have tape review with Lou Roselli. And so I was like, all right, sweet. Yeah. You know, you know, worth it every penny. And uh, I remember him watching it with me and him going, you know, I think you could have been the better wrestler there. You were in on all the shots. He countered every shot and scored. He's like, you got to work on your finishing. You know, this is what... And that kind of stuck with me. And it still sticks with me because, like, you know, I started Kids Club this week. We didn't even start on shooting. We started in on a double, in on a single. We're going to work on finishing and work backwards. And right. it's like, you know, that's, like, the hardest part for a lot of people. And it clearly was then, too, just... And and I I can look back now and see the technique I should have done, um, and that would have helped me, but I didn't know it then. Um, but I I remember that did stick with me and was like, okay, so that I'm right there. And Lauren had done I don't know if he placed that year, I don't think he did, um, but uh, I think he did pretty well. Or maybe he maybe he did place because I think he might have been a year see, older than me. Two thousand two, two thousand three. I don't think he did. Right, oh two, oh three. That's the year we're on, right? Yeah, yeah. Think, it just it was... his last, uh, his last little banner thing at arm drag is just the sectional win. Yeah, I know there was there was something. I don't. I think he, maybe he got disqualified. Uh, something had happened. I, I I can't. I don't. I wasn't there, and I can't. Remember right, that. right. But I mean, he was he was right there with with those guys. I mean, he was a no slouch, and so it kind of gave me the motivation of okay, well, he's right there, and I was right there with him, you know, and he, you know talking to Roselli, he's like oh you're, you're right there you just got to finish your shots you know I, you were in on the shots he just countered you I'm like oh okay you right. know setups after, are all there but yeah you, after, you, just, you get done with matches like well i lost right <laughs> that was my vote like well i, I wasn't good enough to win because i lost by the score you know not well you were in on the positions you needed to be on you just didn't execute the finish successfully to get the points right no i mean it's 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 crazy i mean is that something you 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 wish you had that opportunity obviously to have that tape you know studied oh yeah sooner i mean yeah, I'm a that, I, that or you know, not even maybe me tape study, but somebody, you know, studying my tape and saying, "Hey, this is this, this is, is your, this is your right. weakness." You know, I'm I'm huge on as our kids wrestle at LB and I've taken like notes on positions, like, "Hey, this is what you're going to focus on," and giving them like three things. To, Here's what you need to be thinking about. You know, just because let's let's simplify. I could probably list a dozen, but we're going to focus on a big three. You know, and finishing. You know, because. I was always getting in on extended single legs, and so getting you know, stretched out. You were you know, stretching, and I could hold up. on, but I'm not scoring. Right, right. <laughs> and so it's, it's like, well, if I would have learned a few, and that, and that's part of the, you know, we talk about uh, if I could go back and coach me, the things I knew not know now. I mean, constantly I'm coaching and I'm I'm watching great 
era with Flow and now in YouTube and oh, it's amazing. Rock Flow and I channels. Think, uh, not, was it who? No, not Hulu. Uh, Huddle. Uh, I know we used to use Huddle at Niagara Falls. Yeah. My coach there for. I, mean, for I, I watched by a lot of Flow technique and uh, Rock Fin. Yeah, the channels on there for technique, and I'm sitting there and I'll and I'll see some of these guys go through a simple position like. How come no one told me that? <laughs> right. And I'm saying that now at you know, 35 years old going, <laughs> what the heck? There's, there's no way that the 14-year-old me couldn't understand that. Like, why didn't somebody tell me something that simple that could stop that or you know, finish this right. shot or whatever it is? And I, I tell the, actually to tell my, my kids at Kids Club that, I'm like, guys, I'm still learning. I go into things. I, I always follow this under, hey, things coach wish he knew when he was you. Right, it, it, that's an important aspect to it because I mean, there's there's some coaches who are just kind of there. I'm not like trying to take shots or anything, but the fact that you can look back on your wrestling career and take your failures. Uh, I, I mean, I think it, you know it's it's easy to teach the stuff you know, but your failures, the stuff that you wish you could have done, mm-hmm. and put that and 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 help kids catch that. You know, what I mean that that's that's one of the best things you can do as a coach, uh, you, turning your regrets into your 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 students' you know successes. Yep. So. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, unfortunately, another heartbreaker. But this is where things, you know, get great. You said that you did the film study um, in your senior year. You just you're just cleaning house, all right. Um, two thousand three, two thousand four. Uh, you win the Leroy Invitational Wrestling Tournament. You win NCCC. You win Shift Flits. Uh, also, almost outstanding wrestler. Is that what that? Yep. Is. Um, so let's uh, you know, let's let's take a look at these brackets and stuff. I want to. Uh, oh, look at there. Yeah, that's a that's a beautiful picture. That is a sweet head of hair. <laughs> My God. Yeah, they use that one all the time. Uh, do they? <laughs> that was my preseason picture. And they used it then. I tell the kids, like, oh, I don't know what, what's going on with that. but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh, man, that's, that is intimidating. I, I don't want to wrestle you. Um, so, okay, they got brackets up. Well, they only have some of them. So you are at? Uh, 30 or 35, one of the two. 35. All right. Uh, you beat Nick Daly uh, from Canisteo. And the finals there. Let's see if they got that bracket up. That might have been one of their. I don't know if it was one of their first years doing a tournament. It was our first year going there. I think. Okay. Um, oh, of course they don't have yours. Naturally, <laughs> um, that's okay. I'm sure there's a lot more brackets we can look through, but um, that's a pretty good one. Uh, then of course N Triple C, which is just a uh, a massive tournament. Yeah, I mean that's where we would usually see a lot of our. That's what, it was. It was that, like a, you know Attica, N Triple C, Sweet Home. Used to be huge two day tournaments that we would go to and see a lot of really good competition. Filament. We don't really anymore, but right. It was almost like a pre sectional because, like I said, the best teams in Western New York are 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 they're there, they're there. But um, so all right, so you're at one thirty here. You be oh, you beat a man, Angelo Crusadas. Pinned him five minutes twenty nine seconds to win the N Triple C tournament. That's so cool. Yeah, it's like, funny because Angelo's boys wrestle, and so when I see, yes. I saw him. I think two years ago, I saw him actually at a football game. Okay, a youth football game. His boys were playing by some two years ago for the first time at a youth tournament. And he's like, "Hey, you know, <laughs> you catch up a little bit." And he's telling his kids, "Like, yeah, he beat my butt in high school." And I'm like, <laughs> "I don't remember that." No, no, no. Hold on. <laughs> but, my, but what's funny is my we were at the football game, and my my parents were behind me, and they're like, "Was that Angelo Cusadas?" And I'm like, "Yeah." I go, "How did you know that?" Like, I I was sitting there the first time, like, I know him, right? You know, when I saw him at the wrestling tournament two years ago, and they're like. I remember when you beat him at the Entrable C. I'm like, I don't remember that. I think I'm going to see him on Saturday. He's actually married to one of my wife's best friend's sisters. So, uh, but I've known Kaz for a long time. Great, great dude. Yeah, and I think, I'm pretty sure we wrestled growing up too. I okay. wrestled a lot of Niagara Falls kids growing up. Of course, you know they had tournaments that would be up there, way. everywhere, We'd right? Travel up there, Niagara Feet Field. You know, it's right, not too far. Right. All no. the schools. Um. 
So very good. Yeah, so you went on Triple C. Then we got the Sweet Home Tournament, Joe Shiflett. And uh, you beat Luke Luke Baum from Wayne. Uh, ultimate tiebreaker, 2-1 victory there. Oh, and most outstanding wrestler again. And the old the old school tiebreakers, you know, you go the, you go to overtime, and then you go 30 <laughs> seconds, flip the coin. And that was it, yeah. I don't know if it, it might have been flip the coin or it could have been first point scored. That might have been when they changed it to if you get, you know, second period, it's your choice, it's 0-0. Zero, zero. Everybody's choosing down because first point gets choice if it goes to double OT. So, you know, we used to joke like, for some of the heavyweight kids, like, hey, oh, yeah. you got to win the coin toss to win the match. Right. <laughs> yeah, good luck out there. <laughs> oh, man, you know how they just love to lay on each other. It's uh, yeah, Overtime's changed so much since I was out of high school. I don't even know what it is anymore. But um, but I'm sure it was, it's it. Yeah, that sudden death business was a uh, good time. Good time. Triple uh, A winning that again. All right. Oh, there you are. Yeah, I think uh, at the NO League tournament, at Triple A, and at the um, section tournament. It was the same. It was Eric, Eric Shaliba from Star Point. Every okay. single tournament. <laughs> it was. Three t- I actually saw him in the semis of uh, uh, NCCC tournament. Too. Did you? So I saw him four times that year, and it was like every time it was like three nothing, five one, three nothing, five zero, and it was like I'd always win relatively comfortably. Um, but it was still in the back of your mind of okay. Familiarity creates, uh, mm, creates yeah. close matches and, and make things happen. That's all I had. My senior, my senior year guy, uh, I wrestled this kid named Zach Tobias from from Hamburg, and I seen him at the Maryvale tournament. I seen him at the finals of Entrep, uh, class four A final, and then he was my sectional final opponent. And I was like, damn it, you know, uh, great kid, great kid. Uh, but I was like, oh man, you know, I just, I, I think <laughs> you don't want to slip up. You don't want to, you know, you beat him the the three the, first, the three times. It's like you don't want. The, your big moment. Here's I'm finally wrestling a sectional championship, and you don't want that. To, you know yeah. that one wrong time oh, to happen. Sure. Here. And, you know I took second three times at that point. And right, and you're just like, oh. And it, there still wasn't a wild card, but that was the first year of the division split. Oh, and, and oh, three oh four was. Yeah. Okay. And, and actually, um, we as Albion, we were a large school at that point. Oh. We were, so I, you know, most of my like Medina was small school, Newfane was small school. A lot of the kids um, that I'd wrestled in the past couple of years and beat placed in states at small schools and, right and we were considered that'll be at that point as a large school that's that's mind-blowing to me uh <laughs> and, and that's what i'm like i look down i'm like man things have changed like, a, a lot population went down or they changed the class size requirements <laughs> or i don't know what it was but but uh what was that like i mean i i thought it happened a year after but I, apparently i was mistaken but what was it like that first year of the split uh, the divisional split what i mean from a just a, i mean the seasonal standpoint and then obviously postseason what what was that like i mean season didn't seem any different right um postseason obviously you know we had a, a two two reps for the first time so i mean it was all new um and then, but then being i look back now being at the large school it wouldn't have, for my Kuwait class. It wouldn't have been any different, right? Um, you know, maybe if I was a, a small school kid, you know, because I it, it's it's kind of bitter looking back, you know, night when you go to the state tournament, um, and I look at you know my my first round match was I had a bye because we only had twelve. There's no wild cards, so it was just right. The just the twelve sections. So, right. so you had some buys drawn in, and I was one of the ones that received a bye. And my first round match was Gregor Gillespie, who was the returning state champ at that point. And he didn't even win my bracket that year. He took third. Right. And so he ended up winning Just the year after to that, too. About. And I wasn't supposed to wrestle Gregor originally when the, because back then they were already predetermined draws. They had three different formulas. And basically it was like they would just go formula A, B, C, and, you know, then just ro- keep rotating it down through the weight classes. Right. And 
when the brackets first came out, I was on the opposite side of Gregor, and he was actually on the same side as the kid who ended up being the state champ that year. Okay. But they were the returning they were they were the two favorites and the two top ranked kids in the state. And they were on the same. And so they wanted side. to split them, so mm-hmm. they redrew the bracket. I see. And I redrew I redrew <laughs> and I got Gregor. And again, I I think back like, okay, well, you, you could have thought differently than you did. You For know, sure. It's just you know my mind at that time at seventeen years old and you know, not having maybe somebody like me in my head. Right. And kind of going out a little timid, but for sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, Gillespie, those those last names meant a whole lot back then. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, Mariocker, all, all those all those last names meant, mean a whole bunch. So it, it does it does weigh in a little bit. But but again, the hindsight thing, it's like, damn, you know, mentality. If it was a little different, maybe the results would have been different. But yeah. um, I mean, you, you get, finally get to go to States, you know, talk about that weekend as much as you can remember it. Was it in Albany back then? Yeah, too? It no, it's UB. That's yeah, UB. Okay, so you had to sleep in your own bed that night. No, we got a hotel. Oh, you did get to the hotel? I was going to get us up there so I kind of get away. I gotcha. And I think my coach kind of wanted to give me that experience since it wasn't, it was the first year that it was not at Syracuse, I believe it used to be at all the time. Okay. And that was the first year they started moving it around the state. Um, so it was, it was, it was different. Um, I remember actually getting there on the warm up day. And you get your little credentials, and mine says Mark Sanders, and I'm like, "What is this?" <laughs> of course, <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> of course, all this time, all you know, and then that happens. Unbelievable. And then you know they redo the brackets, and I get Gregor, so it's like, okay, well, you know, let's let's, let's saddle up and go. You know, yeah, I mean, what's next? What's next? <laughs> you know, I, I think I finished one and two. I lost to Gregor, who placed third that year. Yeah, and Gregor. Everybody knows Gregor. You know, state champ, right. National champ, stud. He's the UFC now, right? Or he yep. was, he, yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I think yep. I seen him when he, they came to Buffalo. Yeah, yep. and uh, and I ended up losing. I win a match after that, and then I ended up losing to uh, Joey Whitaker. I think he's a Section Two kid. I want to say. Okay, I can't remember. He he ended up going to uh, Boston College for Division One wrestling. Oh no, kidding! He was a far. He was a Greco champ out of Fargo, and so he was a. And him and Gregor had like a couple point match for third and fourth. So they were both placed third and fourth that year, and there was my. And actually, Joey's only lost. Uh, besides Gregor, was to the guy who won the tournament that year, Sean Riley. Okay, out of uh, Section Eleven. Wow. So it was, I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a tough stack bracket. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Doesn't make it any better looking back. No, because <laughs> the question the kids always want to ask me: Hey, you were state champ. How many times did you win? How many times did you place? Like, oh, that's the first thing they ask. I'm like, I'm like uh, zero. Out yeah. of all of the above, thank you for bringing it up. I appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> I won. F- I, w- I won. I went there. I won. Don't ever look up armdrag.com. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, I, I, I sit there and go, like, guys, there were the one, there was no wild cards. Right. When I wrestled. There was you win, and there was one state tournament and one section tournament for. It makes it that most much more years, prestigious, said, it though. It, it, Winning you go. I go, I took second in the section three times, yeah. third once, and then went to his one way class, and then I win my senior year to go to states when it's split, and then I draw probably one of new york's best wrestlers all time, you know of all time <laughs> right first round match i know it's it's i mean it's a fun story to tell in hindsight but at the time it's just like yep. you know yep. <laughs> it's mad yep. but it's, it's really cool though you know the, the the lack of wild cards back then uh it does add i think a little a, a lot more just uh a lot more emphasis i think on be, being a sectional champion mm-hmm. you are the guy you are yep. the guy or girl in some cases now, but you are the the person. Like nobody in your section can can touch you. Essentially, you have that right. title forever, um, so it does add a lot to it. Um, but you went and uh, your high school, your wrestling career didn't end after high school. No, you no. went to Gannon. Yep. if I'm not mistaken. Um, what was that process of going, uh, getting accepted to Gannon? When did you know you wanted to wrestle in college? I knew I wanted to wrestle after I went to Edinburgh the camp. Okay. Um, 
I kind of had it because they they explained it as you know this is like college wrestling in a nutshell in a really condensed hard fashion, right? <laughs> which it was. Um, you know, I think Kane uh, Smith he referred to it as like cows walking to a slaughter barn. <laughs> That's kind of what we felt like going into each session, right? There probably was some truth to that. And you know, did they get their get used to the uh, intense lifestyle that college wrestling could be? Yeah. And so I kind of knew that going into my senior year. I had to do a lot of recruiting myself, emailing coaches, sending, creating a highlight tape, sending an actual VHS tape out in the mail to oh, them. Oh, man. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so I remember cool. I remember hooking up like a karaoke machine to my VHS and like dubbing over to get music in there so I could have like some ACDC going with my highlights. Like the, the effort that it took versus like I could just do iMovie now and be done in two minutes. Oh, it's so easy. <laughs> you know? It's so much and easier. So it's, it's, it's fun to think back on like probably the hours I put in to get it done. Um, I, I mean, I looked at like, Going to Ithaca, I went up there. I think I went there three times on a visit. Okay. Once they brought me up, and I went on a couple unofficials to check it out, and I think they really wanted me, and it just came down to money for them. They just it was I couldn't, it was, yeah. I couldn't afford to go there. I was going to get anything. They couldn't right. help me out in any way. Um, I looked at Edinburgh. I remember because I went to that camp, and I, could, and I remember laying on my couch. And I think it was before the Sweet Home tournament. And the house phone rings, you know, because no, we didn't have cell phones at the time. Right. And my parents go, "Hey, it's a phone call for you. It's a coach." And I remember when I answered it, it's Lou Roselli's voice, and I sat up because all I could envision was camp and the pain that I went through there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's that voice again. Right. Tell me to like run, and it's all in your head, and just keep going. And I'm like, oh geez. <laughs> um, so I look. I mean, I looked at going there, and I, at the end of the day, it was like, okay, those are my division one, two, three. And I was like, ah, you know, 18 year old me, not talking to anybody, not knowing anything, was like, I don't want to go division one. I. I don't want it to be my lifestyle. I want to get my degree. I want to wrestle and compete. And then I want to move on. Right. I didn't want to work out two, three times a day every day. I worked out two, three times a day anyways. <laughs> it didn't on matter. your own, right. It didn't yeah. matter if it was that. <laughs> two, three, one. It didn't matter. So yeah. 18-year-old me, that's how I rationalized it. Um, and so I ended up going to Gannon for Division at Division two to wrestle. And actually, I was uh, joined by Brandon Monin, a uh, Lancaster boy. I was going to say that. Let's see him tell him. Yeah, he was, uh, I think he was 135. Five one and one forty. Okay, my senior year, he placed sixth. Came off a torn ACL and still placed at the state tournament. No kidding. Um, and we went there. We were roommates, so it was it was pretty great. We're both from New York, both from Section Six. Yeah, we on a couple summer teams together, and we got to be roommates uh, there. And so it was it was fun. It was is different, you know, different level of commitment. Opened again. I, I I'm thankful because it helps me now as a coach see things from a, another perspective too. It was hard though getting back into coaching after getting out of college because. I actually had to call John Grillo, you know, who coached me a lot of my youth and like, you know, great coach in you know, New York. I think he was just honored in Section Five's Hall of Fame or maybe the New York State Hall of Fame or maybe that's on the horizon. I don't know. Okay. Um, but he and I called him like, hey man, I'm I'm struggling. Like, kids and he's like not knowing a half or a double, like basic things. I'm sitting. He's like, you got to remember, you're the exception, not the rule. And like he's talking me through like to talk me down of like, <laughs> you got to lower what you see. Like you're coming at it from a different level right now. And it took a while. Yeah, it's it's a it's a tough pill to swallow to go from from that being highly competitive and and having a, a I mean essentially dumb it down. Well, yeah, and I was we were in Florida, right? It's not a wrestling state, and we were at a school no. that wasn't really a wrestling school either. So it was, right. you know, a compilation of those things. But you know, I'm I'm thankful now looking back, and I also have perspective to give the kids. And and I always say it's funny when I watch uh I'm at tournaments here, Virginia, Florida, wherever I've coached at, and I see these high level kids who are placing at tournaments. And I'll, I always I always joke with our head coach and you know a couple other my buddies. I'm like, I can tell you probably within a day of that tournament if I think that kid's going to make it at the college level or not. 
because I wasn't a, I was a, I thought it was a pretty good wrestler coming out of high school. I wouldn't label myself as great. Right, yeah, right. Didn't place, didn't win. And in my mind, um, and I became an All-American, though, again, and when I went there. So it wasn't like, you know, I, so I was like, okay, well, why, why did I, you know, look it back? And it was like, well, I didn't like losing still. And I wanted to work to, <laughs> to get better. And so I remember, uh, and, you know, it sounds so simple, but one of our graduate assistant coaches who was a national runner-up and a third-place finisher, um, Brandon Monin, myself, and a, one of our buddies from Michigan, we're all f- true freshmen, and we all make nationals our freshman year. And he's like, one of you are going to place. And we're looking at him. He's like, he's like, I, w- I can feel it. Well, one of you are going to place, and you all three are here because you absolutely hate losing. And he's like, and it drives you. It's a good motivator. And we're like, huh. Like, I just thought it was normal. Like, yeah. Like, to be, just like, to be here, right. Like, I thought that was like the wrestler <laughs> mindset. Maybe not. But, uh, you know, b- but going in the room for those years, it's like I, I look at, like, at high school tournaments and see – from a mental standpoint, not a, not a wrestling, like physically wrestling, like kids can do it. They got so many uh, resources at their hand. Oh, it's it's crazy. Know. I mean, you two, uh, but again, you, you talked about, yeah. I mean, just the the flow, Rockfin, whatever. And then you have all these clubs that are all around. And then some of the clubs are, you know, like a like a Bison or even um, a Plants uh, Garage there that they do things out. Like, yes, just, yes. Like those things, like the opportunities kids have. That didn't really exist when I was going through the system. It was like you had your club teams that was close, but it wasn't a lot of like, hey, we're going to get these really highly competitive kids who are great all together. You know, there wasn't a, lot, a big club scene. It wasn't summer tournaments no. like there is now. Heard, yeah, these... you know, there was no Super 32. <laughs> you know, these things didn't exist, so it was, it's a, it was a different world. But I always say, you know, it's not a skill thing with the kids. It's a mental thing. Like, can they go from being the best guy in their room in their area to, and even in their state to, I'm another guy. And I got somebody who maybe is from Pennsylvania who went to states and didn't place. Right. But he's a stud, and he's going to be there competing where another Ohio guy who plays second or third. And can you take, you know, maybe a beating all over? It's like, you know, it's the same kids who, and I'm sure you know some of these kids who come in a high school team, and they're super good athletes, and then they quit. Oh, yeah. See it right? all the time. And it's, it's a mental thing. It's like, no, you can get there. You just you got to be willing just to, don't want to, to take your right. toll. Right. You know, and, and sometimes you can kind of get that feeling. And I might have said that about myself, too, though. You know, why did you dodge J.R. Roberts? Well, that's a mental thing. You know, and I don't know if it was my college coach kind of got me over that, you know, where I actually had somebody who was all in on wrestling. Yeah. That's what he does for a living. You know, that kind of helped me get to that way. Motivated you, pushed in the right direction, right? Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it, my freshman year was good. You know, can't complain when you when you go and you don't go, you go from a year ago not placing at your New York, your state tournament to you're wrestling a national championship. I'm, I'm on the podium at nationals. You know, I took eighth place. You know, so I was the bottom of the podium, but I was on the podium. You were on the podium. And then, you know, my college career kind of took a dip after that a little bit. Um, but that's it's a, a lot. It's a lot, it's a lot of it was for, for me. I wish my, my college career went in reverse almost because um, I don't think I wrestled really my last year at all. Uh, but I had. After that year, that next the year. burnout, if you don't mind me asking? Or? No, it was, it was injuries. Um, so I think my sophomore year, I started getting some, like, stingers in my shoulders. And I'm mm-hmm. like, man, like, what was going on? Yeah. And then I had, a, I had a broken rib going into regionals. And I actually lost my true fourth match to go to nationals. Because at, oh. at the time of Division two, there was four regions, top four right. to go. And I make a 16-man bracket for nationals. And I lost my true fourth match. And I was like, okay. Stingers started going away. Come back to the next preseason, start getting into the season. Stinger starts coming back. Now it's going down both sides. I'm like, what's going on? And I'm getting it worked on, trying to get it fixed. And my, our trainer's like, you just got to lift, man. Shrug, get the trap strong, get your back strong. I'm like, okay. And I remember getting into, uh, I think it was a, a regional dual tournament we were in. And I remember just hitting a double on somebody, and my arms just froze. I'm like, 
and I'm trying to call injury time, but I can't move my hands to do it. Jeez. And the kid's like trying to be slapping a cradle on me, and I'm like, uh, uh right. And finally, we go out, and I remember our, my uh, my college coach is like, hey, we're gonna we'll write we'll redshirt you after this. And so I ended up medically redshirting, and uh, I had a an artificial disc replacement. Okay. Which is kind of you know I think it's funny now I listen to all the Jack Eichel stuff that's going on in Buffalo. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I've, I've been at the artificial disc replacement. I've done right. it a long time ago. It was a it was actually an FDA study at the time. Okay. And so when I came back that next year, I, you know. Hard-headed me, wrestler me, didn't do the rehab that I probably should have done and rushed getting back faster than, like, I feel good, but I wasn't ready to be back. My muscles weren't there, and if they were, they were so sore trying to compensate for, you know, the injury, and, you know, kind of took its toll, but, you know, it is what it is. Right. Yeah, I mean, you have a lot to be proud of, though, in in, in retrospect. I mean, uh, you know, unfortunately, you didn't get the uh, the, the Happy ending to your your wrestling career, so to speak, that that, that you wanted, but you, you no. still there's still a lot you can be proud of, yep. uh, undoubtedly so. Uh, so I guess now we kind of go in. I mean, uh, it, we we kind of touched on your coach, and we kind of touched on every aspect, but just uh, I mean, a lot of retrospective stuff. So, what's the most important lesson that you learned as a wrestler that you like giving back, like teaching your wrestlers? Like, is it like a, a mentality thing? Is it a, a move? Like, what's what's something that you just, you know, just something that happened during your wrestling tenure? I mean, a few things that I... I, I probably, touched on a couple yeah, so far. And it's probably because of the opposite of, you know, things I wish I knew. Right. right? And that I've kind of learned along the way. And actually, I had this conversation with my, my own kid yesterday, maybe, the day before. And it was like, you know, life's all about habits and discipline. Like, getting good habits... If you don't want to do something, you're still going to do it. Or right. if you love doing something, like you love wrestling, right? You're going to have days you don't want to be there. You still got to go through with it. You know, yeah. have, have the habits of, I got to do this. It's the job that's got to get done and be disciplined enough to do it. You know, it's one of the big things I, I, I preach to him and all my kids in kids club. And then the other things, you know, I, I tell them, and I, I tell a lot of people, like, all right, my practices, a lot of kids, oh, we got to wrestle live. No, we're not going to wrestle live. You might get two minutes at the end. I will have a live wrestling day. We're going to do technique. You got to learn to love so technique and drilling. Like, the the nitty gritty stuff, that's what makes you better. You you can my this is the my biggest struggle with my high school kids. They just want to come in, like if we do off season stuff, like oh they just want to wrestle live. I'm like, dude, I don't care if you're the biggest badass in your room. Like, what is our room made of? Those aren't the kids that are going to the state tournament. Right. You got to start thinking of and if, I go if you're just doing wrong technique, you're gonna do it wrong live wrestling, and you're just burning it into your brain more, man. Like, we got to learn to love the process of getting the technique down and right for a reason. And uh, so I mean I. I stress that with my kids at kids club, even if they're, you know, seven years old, like, are they going to get it? Probably not. But eventually it's going to be there, you know, that and, you know, that to love like the, the conditioning part of it too, like the technique and the working and just busting your butt, you'll learn to love that. You know, you say like you brainwash. <laughs> I said, I told my, my own kid, I'd say, I'm going to brainwash him into thinking this you have is, to. is drilling fun. Well, nobody in the end really thinks drilling is all that fun. It's, it's hard and it's repetitive. Right, but that's what gets you better, and if you can learn to love that, it's going to make wrestling a whole lot easier and competing a whole lot more fun. Because then you're going to be successful. You know, it's like for sure. Yeah, yeah. The drilling aspect. It, it's I learned this in college. Um, I was wrestling on Triple C, and you know, practice is only as difficult as as you make it. And, and the drilling aspect is. Uh, people just just kind of glance over it. You know, even as a coach, I look I, I look back at some of the kids that I did coach, and you know, they'd kind of. Excuse my language, but they'd half-assed. You know this, this this very important drilling stuff. It's like you're just setting yourself up for failure. You yeah. know this is the st- this is the time where you want to just you know 
take your time to an extent and really get the grasp, you know, get an understanding of your body. Know know what you can do, what you can't do. And and a lot of people just kind of glance over it. Yeah, that's one of the things I, as a coach, I've been trying to be more mindful of these last few years, especially coaching the little kids. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, their bodies are changing, but their bodies are all different too, and they're going right. to be different as they get older. And it's like, all right, if I'm showing different setups for a single leg, like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you options. You got to figure out what works for you too. And like that's that's my message to maybe my more advanced kids. Like I'm gonna throw three, four, five different ways to get to this. You don't have to know how to do all five. Understand them so you can stop them, but figure out what's gonna work for your body and your style of wrestling. Because I'm not gonna dictate that to you. Right. You know, I might make some suggestions based on what I what I can see. <laughs> I go, but I, you know, I can't feel also what you can feel. Right. And so it's 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 and it's hard when they're younger, but it's like you gotta. You got to like that process of trying to figure yourself out. Yeah, I love it when a heavyweight tries to spread eagle on somebody. It's like, oh boy, man, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always a good time, but no, it, it 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 is true. Yeah, you gotta it. You gotta the wrestlers have to figure it out themselves. You, you can lead a horse to water. That that metaphor essentially. Yep, yep. I mean, it, and I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was my way. I know, I know. It's how I was taught part of this growing up, like certain things, like nope, this is how you do things, right? And this is the way. And actually, I was thinking about this uh, last winter when we were in the garage. I've been I've been big this last year on outside elbow control for for ties. Right. So instead of being inside, and I said I could, and I told my kids and kids, I told my coaches, cause I'm like I can remember from the time I was like six on up, my coach saying, "You need to get inside, get on the collar, get on the insides of the biceps." Yeah, inside like control wins, and it's like, and, and I'm and I would sit there and I, I watched some John Smith stuff, and I started thinking, and I, I mess around with my own kid, like, how's this work? How's this feel? And so I was showing one of my buddies who I wrestled with uh, growing up, uh, and his kids now in my club too. And I showed him the, the outside control tie. I'm like, all right, squeeze the elbows, pinch them, pull them. And I go, look how I can control you. He's like, like, now you do it. And he's like, holy crap, why didn't I know that? I'm like, right? right. I go, because we were always told this is what works. I go, and there's options. I said, so what if I can't get inside? I can still work from the outside. And so, I mean, I've, I've totally changed how I do things with my kids' club. You know, we, we learn how to wrestle from inside ties. We wrestle how to how to wrestle from the outside ties, and we wrestle, learn how to wrestle with no tie. Right. And so, because you don't know what you're getting into, but I can guarantee you, if you got one takedown from an inside, outside, and no tie, how do you lose? Really, it's hard yeah. to. I mean, uh, it's gonna make it much more difficult, right? For so. sure. And this is an important thing that you mentioned too about you know you're you're, st- you're still learning as a coach. Oh, it's that day. fluidity. Um, not every kid learns the same, and that that's an important thing to realize too. And not, and and again, we just talked about this a moment ago. Not every kid's gonna be, um, you know, good at the inside tie up uh, and, and trying to trying to work control at the inside tie up. You gotta you gotta maneuver. You gotta you gotta be able to adjust. And that's it, it, I can't tell you. I mean, I, I I went to a few like little clubs, camps, and stuff, and it, you know, just like oh no no, we're doing it this way. It's like. I don't like it that way, and, and it, there's no, there was no flexibility to it. Well, it really hit me because I was, I think it was, a, I think it was a, I think it's on YouTube as a video of John Smith that like he's doing giving like a clinic to coaches, right? And he has a couple of his wrestlers there, and he's showing things, and he's actually coaching his wrestler because he's doing it wrong in the process too. Um, but he was telling the coaches like, you know, when he wrestled growing up, it was outside ties, it was elbow control on the tie, you know, for ties, and he was like, you know, I want to recruit a kid who can't wrestle with elbow control, and I'm like, what? <laughs> And so then it started making me like evaluate and think and, and watch more of that and then just start digging into some more like okay now I'm purposely searching on Flow or Rockfin or YouTube for like okay what's what, what can we do from the outside here and then I'm watching more closely at you know some of the matches on TV of it's Big Ten or whatever and it's like huh. 
Okay. Yeah. You know, watching some Iowa guys or some, well, Oklahoma State guys, especially on the outside ties, but like a uh, Jaden Ironman on the outside ties, like with his little shuck buys. And yeah. Just like, okay, there's a whole world that I've not tapped into that I can tap into just because <sighs> I've had coaches growing up saying, this is how you do things. And so it's like, I'm unlearning to relearn. It's so hard. It it is a like very it's, difficult it's, process. Me, it's, it's fun. That's it's fun, right? It, it, a little <laughs> difficult, but there is a, definitely a fun aspect to it. Um, just a couple more things. Uh, what's the biggest difference in in wrestling, uh, at least at the high school level? Because this is where we're kind of honed in on. Uh, from when you graduated to where we are now, what's what's is, is there a massive difference in uh, styling, competition level? Like what, what's what's the biggest thing you've ever known you've noticed? Um, it's pretty similar. Okay. I mean, and as a whole, I don't, I think we have, um, some pretty high level kids who do some pretty slick things because of the resources they have, whether it's, you know, a flow or a rock fin or yeah. just the coaching in the clubs that they have now to, you know, enhance their skills. I mean, I watch some of my highlight tapes, you know, and things I'm like, Oh, that looks <laughs> hideous. You sent that out to, you know, and you put ACDC on there? Yeah, what, what's, know, wrong, right? what's wrong with me? Right. <laughs> exactly. And I look at it and I go, what we, like, that was good wrestling? And it, from what I can see now, and I think you know, some of our wrestlers that we have in the section of the state, they're so slick and good with like, you know, basic technique even, but even some advanced stuff that you know, I don't know if it was, it was probably being hit back then. Yeah. But it didn't. I just feel like it's a different look now. You know, it's not, I don't know more finesse almost than just like the old school, hey, we're going to bang on the head and go. And that was kind of that was kind of me for a while. <laughs> and I think in college I started changing a little bit, playing around with different things, you know, trying to figure out what's me. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I don't, I don't know if there's a, a whole difference between, you know, the kids back then and the kids today. Not a lot's changed. You know, besides, like, I just think it's just the, the hard nose. We were more hard nose back then of, like, hey, we're going to get in there and grind, almost like right. that old school eye now style. It's, now of, it's crazy. It's all the funk stuff. And yeah, that They're in. holding on. Like, it, I, I'm watching high school matches. I'm like, these look like college matches from, like, 10 years ago. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. It's, yeah, and it, like I said, I think, I think, and I don't know if it was because, maybe it was because of Iowa was the team. You yeah. Know, like, when I was growing up, that was, that, they were monsters, right? And it was, they're going to bang on the head and get in there and control. And now, you know, you have an Oklahoma State, a Penn State, and those guys are not like that. I mean, they, occasionally they get a guy like that, but, you know, it's it's a lot different. So kids are seeing, I think, oh, it can look different. Yeah. You know, and they're being coached that way too. You know, and hopefully coaches are saying, you know, there's options. You can be that kid who just comes in club and controlling and doing it. But you can also be this other kid. Finesse kid. Absolutely. Technique, all that jazz. Uh, my final question for you, I always like to ask coaches this. Uh, you know, what – what is your expectation of a wrestler year in, year out when they step into your room? What What is one thing that – or it, actually, you know, let's, let's go with a new wrestler. So a brand-new wrestler, they want to try out for your program, whether it be at the youth level, whether it be at high school. What is, like, one thing that you want to see or you have a, an expectation that you have for, for somebody walking into your wrestling room? Uh, I just say work hard and listen. Like, it, you follow those two rules, yeah. everything's good. Right. right so my, my expectation, you're going to come in, you're going to work hard. doesn't matter if you do – Get a butt whooping. Doesn't matter if you can't. I told my I told my kids the other day, how many you can do a cartwheel? Nope. Okay, you're gonna do them before the season's over, <laughs> right? You, anything we can do, you can learn. You just got to work hard, and you have to listen to whatever the directions are. You know, kind of be coachable as uh, we get in there. You know, whether they want to commit to it year round. I mean, I'm not, I don't push that. Right. I, they'll figure that out as they go. You know, I get parents and kids who really like it and they buy in and they want to, and I'll, I push out information to them all the time. But uh. 
you know, it's, you can't force anybody to do anything. No, they're gonna no. hate it and resent it. And it's like, well, I'm not doing that because I want, I want you to want to do it on your own. You got to have that you to desire. Love right. That yeah, I want to go to wrestling camp. Yeah, I want to wrestle after the season's over, even if it's just once a week. You know, like yeah, even when football's going on, I'll come out once a week and wrestle. Yeah, just get so, I mean, going. I, I tell my kids if you follow those two rules in the room. Life's going to be good. Yeah. But I, I I say that about life. That's just the life skill, right? If you go to anything, if you work hard and you listen, it's going to be successful. For doesn't sure. mean you can't question me. You can question me. Yeah. You, why, why can't I do this? Why won't you think this would work? I don't I don't know about what you did. And maybe it will. You know, I'll I'll, I'll listen. You know, I'm going to follow what I said, too. You know, I'm going to listen. But I'll give you my honest feedback, and it might be, I don't know. Try it out and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's great, man. Mike, thank you so much, buddy. Oh, I appreciate you. you coming out, Uh, you know, for the... I don't. How long of a drive was this for you? Was it too bad? Uh, about an hour. Oof. Okay. I, I left right after like <laughs> our kids' club, our our first day for our four to six year olds. So you know it's like herding cats there, right? Oh yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was like, all right, practice is done, guys. <laughs> and they were all running out of there, excited. I'm like, all right, now nah, I got to go on. Because we're actually renting an old theater. Uh, oh, is that what? It's okay. Like, it's an old. We had to want to get out of the school, right? And I don't have any. I don't have to worry about restrictions from people. Yeah. I can do what I want. I'm renting an old theater on the stage there, so. No kidding. Um, it's kind of cool. That is uh, pretty neat, actually. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Jesus, you drove an hour to be on here. I love it. I appreciate it. I appreciate you listening to the show. Yeah. I, it's always good to hear. I, I, there's a lot of people that, you know, a lot of good people who do reporting and, and, and whatever, just get involved in the media side of Section 6 wrestling. And, and sometimes I don't know my place, so it's always good to hear that somebody's listening. So I appreciate you on, on many levels, so. Um, this is awesome. This is great. Um, maybe someday we can do it again. Yeah. You can recap or can recap a week or just talk some more wrestling. I'd love to have that. Or if you ever want to, you know, you ever want to bring one of your wrestlers on board to, to, to converse, that would be, um, phenomenal. But, um, but best of luck this season to you. Of course, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, now I got an, uh, I got an attachment to Albion, you know, right. it's just really cool. So I am rooting for you guys. Um, and yeah, best of luck to you. All right, thank you. Of course. Of course. To our listeners, we're going to get a lot more active here in the coming weeks. Like we said, wrestling season starts in several weeks. Uh, so as things start to unfold, uh, I'm going to try and get interviews as best as I possibly can. Can't force people. Um, but hey, interviews are great. If they happen, they happen. If not, they don't. Uh, but we will have results for you and we will be with you, uh, for the entire wrestling season, which I'm excited to, uh, to, to not condense it into five weeks it's a it was a lot of recording <laughs> i my episodes went from like 45 minutes to an hour to like uh, an hour and a half because you're doing two dual matches and it was a lot okay. it was a lot but i love it i love this sport i love this section and i hope i am doing it justice but thank you so much we'll talk to you real soon and uh well yeah talk to you next time right here on the section six wrestlecast <laughs>